You're now listening to the Longkang Kitties. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Longkang Kitties. This is John Wong, your most handsome fact checker on the face of the planet. Today we have Angie, Dan Wong, Jerry, and we have a very special guest, Professor Walid. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing well, I'm doing well. Doing, doing well. much better after that introduction. Yeah. <laughs> Even though Angie told you not to puke before the record, <laughs> before recording, but you know in your heart, right? It's the truth, right? It's God's honest truth. The yeah. handsome or the fact checker part? Which one? Is all of it. All of the <laughs> you, you can disagree on this podcast, you know? Like, we are very liberal here. Yeah, We're okay. all for free speech. I thought, I, know, I, thought I had to protect feelings. And so. Oh, no, no. There's no, no such okay, thing here. Okay, no okay. such thing. Good to know. Good to anyway, know. thank you for coming, sir. Oh. Thank you, thank My you pleasure. For, My pleasure to be here. descending into the slimy gang <laughs> with the rest of us. Well, Angie went on my podcast, so I'm returning the favor. Uh, I'm just saying that we tried to get ourselves cancelled on your podcast. That wasn't successful. <laughs> but we might be successful this time. So just saying, okay. I, we might be responsible for the demise of the Dark Wally. Thanks for the heads up. <laughs> I take no responsibility. Neither do I. Oh, you're like Raisa already. <laughs> taking no responsibility. I can't, I can't substantiate we, yeah, we, we are not, any of this. None of, the, none of the, the podcast that we do is substantiated. You know? yeah. No one comes to us for facts. What does this word mean? Hmm? <laughs> Our very first topic of the day, SPH. Of course, they are now they are now our lords and master of what is true and what is facts. Angie, do you want to read us the article, please? Yes, so basically, right, media that we can trust in Singapore, the SPH, or otherwise known as SPH Media Trust, SMT, <laughs> right, will be getting over nine up to nine, $900 million in funding from the government. Why? Because their CEO was clearly incompetent and couldn't like run the organization well. <laughs> is this like a, is this like a real nine hundred million or is it the IOC nine hundred million? <laughs> what does that mean? The you know we blew the budget on the on the oh. Olympic thing, right? The Youth Olympic. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, we can't tell now. We have to look check back in five years. I mean, if it's like nine million dollars, nine hundred million now, but then later, right, it will suddenly be one point eight billion, and then they'll just be like. Oh, no, no, no. All of it is justified. All of it is above board, guys. John, John, this is already a sunk cost thing already. They've already tossed in how much and then it's now all sunk cost, man. They basically failed their way to success. <laughs> <laughs> it is like our previous episode, right? Yeah, um, sunk like the NOL. Yes, yes. Yeah, so he sunk it so hard that we have to rescue it. So anyways, right, this 900 million, right, is supposed to provide SMT with more capital to invest in the future while ensuring that they're able to sustain their current operations during this critical transition period. Like, which is a really nice way of saying that, like, this fucker <laughs> did so badly that... He was still using fax machines, by the way, in the office. <laughs> Are you serious? What's, what's what he doing? I'm, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. <laughs> I hate how I can believe that, you know? Like, I'm like, I, that makes sense to me. <laughs> Carrier pigeons, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so, prior to the restructuring, right, SPH had invested almost 50 million annually in technology investments and digital talent. And apparently, it's yielded some success, but clearly not enough, lah, which is why the government has to step in into this non profit organization and then make sure that it survives the coming years. I just want to remind everybody that non-profit, right, doesn't mean no, means like nobody profits. Some people clearly profit more than others. Lah. I mean, in terms of their salaries and whatnot. Yeah. The business entity itself might not be making a profit, but 
you know. They still have to pay salaries. Yeah, and right. so on. Yeah. I mean, there's still a top dog in there. La, and this yeah, top yeah, dog yeah. is still earning top money as well. La. Yeah, so this very top media, media agency, right, is also going to set up like a fact-checking service to debunk fake news and it will also launch media awareness and financial literacy programs for the public. Okay, it's the, it's the end like, of the Long Kang Kiddies, guys. Sorry, this is the final. Yeah, man. Like, this is where <laughs> fake news stops, man. Like, we are going to be puffed off the <laughs> face of the planet. I just want to make it very clear, okay? Uh, Warren Fernandez approached me last night. What did he say? Yeah, he said, is it okay if I buy over Long Kang Kiddies? How much did he offer sum. you? How much? How much did he offer you? He offered me uh ten camels, twelve donkeys. <laughs> what do you guys think? Hey, that's a lot of fucking money. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was thinking like, oh, it's one dollar and seventy two cents. Wait, wait, how are we gonna split them though? <laughs> how are we gonna split the camels and donkeys? Uh, you can have them. I I cannot keep them in my house. Uh. <laughs> We All need right. to liquidate the <laughs> liquidate our assets. Yeah. Then I'm our assets. We need to yeah. kebabify them. <laughs> then divide the dividends afterwards. <laughs> Anyways, the the most amazing thing, right, is that like the way that they are setting up this fact checking service. What they want to do, right, is part of their mission to be a trusted source of credible news and counter the pandemic of fake news. So while it um. How what? much do you trust the STM now? <laughs> yeah, SMT. I mean, not, not SMT, a lot. Sorry. Not a lot. So in general, I don't trust uh, fact checkers. <laughs> so actually, those who say they are handsome. <laughs> <laughs> hey, those are... That is the that biggest is lie. It's the biggest lie ever. No, in general, but on a serious note, I really don't trust fact checkers, uh, especially in the States when you see it's very ideological and it always comes from a point where it's not about fact anymore, it's about opinion, right? Sometimes, a statement may be factually true, but it's uh, not contextual, right? So, are those liable to uh, being fact-checked as well? And what is enough context for it, for it to be not liable to those fact-checks, right? So, that's the first thing. Second thing is, SBH already has a lot of problems. Uh, Straits Times circulation, right? Actually, inc- uh, interestingly enough, has been increasing in the past few years, right? Uh, wow. So it has been, yeah, it has been uh, increasing. But all the others, right, the vernacular newspapers, all of them are on the decline. And I think partly it's because people's vernacular language, the the ability is is uh, terrible now, right? So, but I think SPH already has a problem with alternative media. But this is not a media. Do with- they though? Like, I mean, online citizens gone. The mother bought, the mothership just got into trouble recently. But mothership is not exactly anti-government yeah, or not, anything, yeah. So, <laughs> but my my point is this: uh, there's Longkang Kitties, right? There's my point is oh, anybody not that wait you a are. minute, wait a minute. <laughs> my point is there are all these alternative sources of media which are our you parents suggesting didn't that we are like truth, truth, like not credible at people. Not at all. I'm saying that anybody can have a podcast now. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Anybody, and people listen to Joe Rogan more than they read New York Times, right? So, we haven't reached there yet in Singapore, but I, I'm quite sure we will get there in terms of where we look to for our sources of information. Even uh, last year, the according to the Edelman Trust Barometer, the trust in mainstream media decreased. By about eight to nine percent in Singapore, so just uh just for twenty twenty one, so they already have problems even without this. There's a problem of editorial bias or ed- editor self censoring. That would be a better one. Journalist self censoring, citizen self censoring. So I think I definitely don't trust fact checkers in general, uh, especially if it's backed by any major institution. That's now, what. That's yeah. not what the ST says, though. 
according to one of the articles that they published, they said that the same report indicated that Straits Times, one of SMT's flagship product, enjoyed a similarly high level of trust among 77% of its correspondents. Among 77% of its correspondents. Yeah. Okay, so so I just did a lecture on Friday on, on the media. So I, I checked out the Edelman Trust Barometer. So there was a decline. So two years ago, there was an increase actually, believe it or not. So now, the problem with we do not know whether this decline is because of decline in trust in institutions in general because of the pandemic, which could be the case as well. But I would say definitely the SPH knows that it is in some trouble. The only traditional media outlet that is not in trouble is New York Times and Washington Post. And they have they have Trump to thank for that, right? They are going to be back in trouble uh, in a few years as well. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> so I think the fact that they are restructuring also shows that they know that they have this issue. So anyway, I'm very, I'm very, very wary whenever governments say they have to come in to be the arbiters of truth. So, I mean, like, we already have, like, a dearth of trust for, for <laughs> straights time. I, mean, I might be just speaking for myself, right? But, like, what makes them think that having the government put money into SMT will make us trust in it even more? I right. think that's likely the opposite, right. right? So, I would say, I'm not sure whether there will be a significant difference in how people perceive the straights times. Because even though it wasn't directly funded, right? I mean, the chairman would, would be a former, the chairman of SPH would be a former PAP minister, right? Or general. Then, yeah. yeah, yeah. And yeah. then you have, so the CEO is a, is a CE, is a general. The chairman is a former minister. Oh, okay. And, and then you have the newspaper, uh, printing and presses act, for instance, in 1974, where the government, uh, needs to renew this. And, but the biggest, the biggest issue is the government is the number one newsmaker in Singapore. And journalists are very wary of, uh, losing access, which is why they don't ask the difficult questions. I remember, you know, early on in the pandemic, right? This, I, I believe it was a CNA journalist who did this interview with Lawrence Wong. And he had Lawrence Wong there, right? And uh, the person who was in charge of the response, right? If I were that journalist, I would ask, why focus on mass testing rather than other, other issues? Why? So I would ask all those procedural stuff. I remember she asked, oh, when you were crying in parliament, what was going through your head? <laughs> what a softball question, right? Replied <laughs> of my fellow Singaporeans. Yeah. I love like, them What so a much. waste of that opportunity to ask that question. So I think partly that problem will always be there. Whether the government directly funds or indirectly doesn't matter. So journalists will be afraid to lose access. But partly also because the politicians think that, okay, you don't want... Okay, I'll just choose another journalist. I'll go to another one. It's like in the past, right? Like how how they'll do it. So the Mexican government, you know, back in the seventies or eighties, they they don't give you licenses per se, but Correct. they control the entire uh, manufacturing of paper. Correct. So if you if you print some shit about me, right? Suddenly you you cannot buy paper right. from the government anymore. Right. right so they, right. they they control you indirectly that way. And yeah. So, so nowadays it's a bit different, right? So and the thing that I think of is. The royal family in the U in England, where Prince Andrew was supposed to be interrogated for for yeah. the the whole uh, Jeffrey Epstein debacle, yeah. but nobody wanted to touch those questions. Nobody wanted to touch him because they were so afraid of losing access Correct, to the to royal the family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah to the royal so family. end up right the the truth got delayed, you know, so much so much further as a result of 
the journalists want don't want to ro- lose their rice bowl. Right. See? So they they are they are being controlled by a, like a purse string. Yeah. But don't you think like in the very long run that they are dooming their purse strings because no one will want to read yeah, it anymore? Yeah, absolutely. Because and I, that's I why now the government must fund them. Yeah, no, so but in the, the long run, yeah. it's very hurtful. And it's hurtful to Singaporeans as well, I think. Like, I think the biggest problem I see is that like the alternative media has no access to ask questions. Yeah. Which is why like we are all getting like really stupid answers on the ST and all its related press, right? And <laughs> and if there's no one to ask the the hard questions, how can we know or how can we even progress? Yeah, so can way? I can I do a plug now? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Please do. So you know, I, I do feel part of the reason why they don't want to come on Tetari Ivali. And anyone who comes, I have a lot of respect. For PAP people who come on, I have a lot of respect for them. They don't want to come because I think they I mean, I, I don't need access to them, right? I mean, it's just a one-off interview, right? So I really don't need, I can ask anything I want, right? But if they know that this person is a journalist who needs my, not patronage, but you need access to me to continue publishing stories, immediately the dynamics would change. Even if I wasn't funded by anyone, but just because I want, like, uh, what you were talking about, John, that was in a liberal democracy where you have more media freedom, yet the journalists didn't want to do that in, in the UK, right? Can you imagine in Singapore where it is not that case, right? And the government is the ultimate newsmaker. So, in the long run, people will see through it and people look at... I, I remember if, even in the... I mean, the media's coverage of the COP, for instance, has been... I don't know Fucking any terrible. other word. It's been shameful, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, there's another I don't one. know what you're talking about. Another I thought it was all <laughs> above board. You know, and I thought they were like totally impartial. You it's know? like totally well, transparent, guys. Yeah, man. So, we're the PAP, man. <laughs> so then the other one, I remember Trade Times ran this article saying that parents welcome vaccination exercise for children. Which parents were you talking to? And I did my own survey and it was 50-50, which to my, it was a, a bit shocking to me. I thought most people would not be in favor, but it was 50-50. But my point is the Straits Times article probably did interview three parents and... All three <laughs> are pro-vaccination. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And for then children, like, I'm pro-vax, but not for... I mean, yeah. for children, I would be a bit more reticent, right? So, and who are these people that they interviewed? And there was no discussion of the other side at all, like parents' concerns, for instance. And that's a very non partisan issue can you imagine for the more contentious partisan issues one of my guilty pleasures already like not really guilty but one of my pleasures right of Facebook is the ability to follow people and one of the people that I love following is Bertha Hansen she's been very outspoken in her criticism of like the the media and the Straits Times and one of the things that she said was that reading the Straits Times makes me dumber yeah 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 I saw that (laughs) I saw that now I don't disagree with what Bertha has said. Two things I would say. One is, as I said in the earlier session, Jotio is a very easy target, right? So going after her is a very low-hanging fruit. That doesn't mean you, you shouldn't go after her. I'm just saying it's an easy target. We cannot target. resist. I won't, <laughs> I won't give people too much credit for that. Oh, by the way, uh, this is Jotio's uncle. <laughs> Jer- Jerry is affiliated with Jotio, yeah. which is why we love the PAP. Wait, what? Yeah. No, no, we're no, kidding. no, no. <laughs> we are kidding. I'm sorry, yeah. I just had to throw in like an inside joke. Also. Okay, so so that's the first thing. So I wouldn't necessarily give her too much credit for going after Jotio, right? But second thing is Bertha was the deputy editor of TNP, and PN Balji was the editor of TNP in 1997 when they published the infamous 
a vote for PAP would mean blah, blah, blah. A vote for the opposition would mean blah, blah, blah. Yep. Right? So I'm not saying that we should always uh, never have any room for... If you make a mistake, you make a mistake and then you admit it. Uh. It's just that it's a bit rich <laughs> when you are not in the system. But when you had power to do something about it, right? But do you think that that's also a kind of a good thing? Like, oh, I think it's a good thing. I rather, I right? rather they, they do that now than not do it forever, right? So I, I still think it's a good thing. But ultimately, you want to judge a person's character. Like, when that person has power, what is that? What did that person do with that power, right? So that's what I say. But, but I mean, I, I, I agree with much of what she says about the, about the media in Singapore, yeah. So regarding this topic, right, I like to run around the fringes a little bit. Do you guys remember like approximately four years, three years ago, there was this very pro pro fact checking campaign and it was everywhere in the libraries, the newspapers, uh the government was pushing out these Facebook ads, basically educate yourself, fact check on your own. Yeah. Here here are some, as usual, these acronyms where you can fact check. That was prior this? to POFMA, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Right. The passing of POFMA. What 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 happened? Why do you, why do you think the context, you know, shifted from like you would go and empower you to check yourself to now we check for you. Yeah, so I, I don't think there has been much of a change. I think that was also to prepare for POFMA, the passing of POFMA, that, that campaign. How long do you think the passing of POFMA took from the inception of the idea like to actually passing it? How did You know, years or was it yeah, like overnight I mean, thing? If you guys remember the select committee hearings and the PJ Tam uh, debacle and all of that. So, but don't forget, way before that, I mean, when Professor Yaakob Ibrahim, when he was Minister of Information, and he's somebody I like, he said that, oh, we need to ensure people read the right thing. Right? So this is the philosophy. Lee Kuan Yew said in 1971, I believe, he said, in Western democracies, the media is adversary. But for us, the media must be subject to the overarching objectives yeah. of the elected government. Right? Because the media is not elected. So... It's a very different philosophy and I don't think that philosophy has fundamentally changed. But what has changed is now that there are alternatives to mainstream media and that is something that really scares a lot of governments because now they don't have monopoly on information. And this is the thing. I don't want to comment on the COP anymore. In So I was asked, uh, not, not, not on podcast, on mainstream media, right? Because... You'll give them one whole page or a few paragraphs, <laughs> right? And then they'll quote one line and then the headline will be experts agree that WP screwed up. Like, no, not like that, but you know what, what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Experts agree. Then suddenly my quote is there and it's not in the full context of the quote. So I don't want to do that anymore. So I was asked recently a couple of days ago by, by somebody else uh, from the mainstream media and I said I don't want to comment anymore because of this. I think uh, what you guys have been doing has been has been really unfair. Even it's so the, dishonest. I yeah, think, I mean it's yeah. it's unfair, you know. So you can, I mean you can. I think there are legitimate questions and criticisms to be asked of the WP. I think so, and I think you should ask that as well. But the way that you guys have been putting it out, angling right, the so, issue. angling it in such a one-sided manner, right? But do you uh, think that that could be? to use the new hot word weaponized against them because like I mean nowadays we have social media and you can yeah. very clearly put up all your receipts yes as DJ uh, no. Jade Rasif has taught us right right it's, it definitely can it definitely can be weaponized against them <laughs> that's my new favorite but, but there are people who only source of information still is the mainstream, are, media. Is the mainstream yeah. media right like my 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 mom my parents Mainstream media is they don't have social media and all. Of course, increasingly, 
that's not going to happen anymore, right? As the older generation phases out. So I think, yes, it will be, it will come to backfire uh, against them. I'm going to shift a little bit to the, to the actual COP hearing itself. Sure. Since we'll be covering a little bit about that. But I have a hypo- hypothetical question for, for each of you. Now, let's say, right, okay, in the alternate uh, universe, Pritam Singh, right, straight up told Raisa Khan, I want you to lie in parliament. And there's evidence of that. Do you think he has done anything wrong? Oh, of course. Like, is it in a moral sense or a, or a legal sense? Oh, so both. So both uh, morally and legally, he would have... He would be wrong, I think, if he had said that. So now there are the claims that. So I also, I also need to be a bit careful, right? Because I mean, this is a hypothetical, so right, 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 right. So <laughs> there's contempt of parliament, which, yeah, I had to read up on contempt of parliament, and the the statute is so broad. Honestly, anything you look can at be it, contempt, right? Honestly, honestly, anything can be contempt. Criticizing the speaker of parliament can Basically, be contempt. Basically, this is what, like how our lawmakers right, love right, to make right. their laws, right, right? Right, So it's as broad as possible, right? And then the other one, there's subjudice as well, right? So you don't want to uh, say anything that influences the outcome of the court hearings, right? But what I would say is, if Pritam did say that directly, then I think it's definitely wrong, right? So now, at the moment, right, the allegation is Raisa said that Pritam said, take it to the grave. But Pritam, Faisal and Sylvia all deny that. Plus, there are like SMS receipts where Pritam right, was right. already telling her to... So there's no SMS receipt to, yeah. that says that Pritam told Raisa that. So, okay, so let let it go to the court. I hope a thorough investigation so Raisa also can testify in court. And we'll see how she fares under more intense questioning which the COP did treat her with kid gloves, I think. Like, uh, he, they basically treated her like a fucking baby. Yeah. yeah, yeah, because I think, I can understand why, especially if the specter of sexual harassment is still still hanging, that, that cloud is still hanging over her. So I can understand maybe they are uh, worried as well, right? But then that, that same level of courtesy was not accorded to Pritam, right? So, but anyway, so that's, uh, that's for that. So under intense questioning, I would, I would love to see how they do. But if, if it comes to like that, for sure Pritam said that, then I, I'll be happy to criticize Pritam as well, right? How about the rest? What do you guys think? If, of that hypothetical. If Pritam really said that, I think I will like just burn, burn him <laughs> in an alternate universe, burn him. Like literally. With fire yeah, I will lead. I will lead the mob in yeah. <laughs> And for you guys, if Pritam said that under hypothetical, you know, hypothetical, right? And he was not found out, right? And then no one knows about. No, it, no, it's, 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 it's found, found out. It's yeah. found out. If it's found out, then got screenshots to, and everything. Say it's wrong, uh. Even wrong, though Okay, I, I want to ask both morally and legally. Like I, I want to make the distinction there. Yeah, I would say both. Uh, then. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I can totally imagine myself, right, asking people to lie. Yeah, I've done it before and I'm not proud of it. But You have lied to us that But you are not uh, I'm, I'm an not, opposition yeah. politician goodness, I'm not. going up I'm against not. PAP. Right? <laughs> That's true. Thank yeah. goodness, I'm not, not yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I might, I, might, I might still condemn him, you know, so that my social standing among my peers is not reduced. Yeah, so, but <laughs> exactly what I'm saying, you know, if, if it comes Publicly. out like this, right, you have to say it's wrong. Yeah. Otherwise, everyone yeah. will like, But whether you'll vote against him is a different matter. Yeah, exactly. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. All right. I, I would make the suggestion here, right, that he did nothing wrong. And let me explain why. So <laughs> let's say I tell, let's say I am leader of opposition, whatever, whatever, right, and I tell Dan Wong to lie. Dan Wong doesn't have to lie. 
Like I think what the what the COP have done right in this case was they have taken like some special exception and then drag it out to the point right to some like stretch it out to some ultimate limit where they're not even like pers- prosecuting him based on t- telling Raisa to lie. They are persecuting him because he lied to the COP. He lied to the COP uh, under like some like uh, omission of facts or omission of evidence or something along those lines, right? Because apparently something they said doesn't match up with Sylvia's notes. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. So the I guess what what I'm trying to say is that you can, you can kind of make you can kind of say okay if if in this hypothetical alternate reality Pritam did tell her to lie, maybe there is some moral questions that you can ask of him. But I think legally he's done nothing wrong. Oh, I, I think... Really? Okay, so, yeah, I, he must have done something wrong, right? Because you are saying that if Pritam told Raisa to lie, she didn't have to lie. I agree. Ultimately, Raisa is at fault, no matter what. Just Whether, to remind that this is a hypothetical... Hypothetical. Yeah, yeah, hypothetical yeah. universe, right? In Tamasi. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> We've gone back in time, is it? <laughs> so, Raisa would still be the one that is most at fault. But I think also, again, for me, I'm all, all about context, right? The fact that Raisa is a young first-term MP is not insignificant in this. So, she looks a lot to Pritam for... I mean, and, and also, you can see from the questioning and all of that, from her performance in Parliament, probably she is not the sharpest person also. I mean, right? I, I, I feel like you... We can, we won't default to that kind of defense if any of the PAP members were involved. Oh, but I would, right? But I don't I think. Would. But I think we we can't default to make excuses for people when when they are the one who fuck up and then after they they kind of like oh yeah you know but it's not me it's no, all these other no 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 but you can say that both of them were wrong. But right? imagine right like if you put like Carrie Carrie what's her name Carrie, Carrie Lam, Tan. Tan yeah, yeah. Carrie Tan making the same mistake versus yes. Josephine Teo making the same yeah, yeah, it yeah. has like completely different yeah, like consequences and Nadia implications Samdain right Nadia versus Shanmugam saying, yeah. making the same mistake both would be wrong and ultimately they are responsible for their mistakes yeah. but surely for one the gravity must be more exactly I don't think so because we should treat everybody as equal as possible and, I, and we're not talking about like minimum wage cleaners right we're not talking about like your boss telling you to, to lie about sure so, sure I understand, I understand you as a like if we elect you as an MP and you are putting yourself in this kind of position, like we have a reasonable expectation of your intelligence. No, I agree yeah. with that. So so I think maybe just to emphasize, I think that Miss Raisa in Tamase would be the one who is most, <laughs> most culpable Raisa. no matter what. But I don't think that the fact that she's a first-term MP is irrelevant. Even a court of law takes I... into account your age. Your uh, your background, your financial background. So even the court of law takes into account. In fact, I think this is even highly relevant to the way that Pritam has treated her, because yeah. I would imagine that like if you're you yeah. know in opposition politics, you would expect your members to have like a certain level of I don't know street smarts or something, right. you know, like or a certain awareness right, right. of what exactly. the fuck might happen to you. Exactly. But the way that Riza behaves, right, is like as if she's completely naive of like right. consequences. And- and Pritam did, I would say, treat her with kid gloves also. Yeah. Right? Too much, I think. Too much. And I think he wouldn't have done that if it was Sylvia Lim, right? <laughs> Who well, did that? Sylvia Lim wouldn't have done that, right? Sylvia would have. So, so this is the other thing, right? I find it very hard to, of course, everything, anything is possible, but I think Pritam, Sylvia, seasoned politicians, and it would be a rookie mistake if they say, oh, take it to the grave. But we will find out. 
uh, during the during the court hearings. Hopefully. The one thing that really confused me was like the entire point of the COP. <laughs> actually, you know, you're supposed to. I don't know what the fuck they are supposed to do, but I like the way that it turned right, out. Right, but I think so. The point of my hypothetical. Okay, I, I won't go too much into it, and I I understand your viewpoint. But the point of my hypothetical right is that the COP has taken the excuse that they think Pritam told her to lie yeah. and use that right as a leverage for like a political right. vision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? No, so so for me now the COP has gone it wasn't even uh, their findings were not neutral, right? Because they basically took the side of Raisa yeah. in terms of that story. And can you imagine if later on Raisa turns around and say, No, actually I lied, right? <laughs> so there will be so so either way, right, there will be some political implications. That would be a great show, man. If that that would implications, right? So so we have to so for sure for sure you're right. So uh, back on what, what you said, right? So some people have said, Oh, it's a fishing expedition as well, right? So uh Bill Clinton, he wasn't investigated for oral sex in the Oval Office. He wasn't, right? So Mm-hmm. Uh, he was investigated or something else, right? And then the committee found that, right? So, so what Indrani said is true as well. If the committee found that, they cannot ignore that as well. But the question is, did they, what did they find? Right. And was it like impartial at all? Oops. <laughs> Intermasic. <laughs> COP. Well, it's a political all, committee right? uh, comprising politicians. It wasn't a judicial committee, which is why I think Actually, do you think it's a good move that they referred it to? I think maybe for Pritam and Faisal, it's not it's not the worst outcome. However, it's still emotionally, physically, mentally draining. You know, already you already you, being an opposition politician in itself is draining already. I mean, now prior to that, they were like handling the HTC, right? Yeah, and now, so now they have well. to. Yeah, so that's oh, very depressing. Very depressing. And Did one year in parliament, and that was the. This is her legacy. <laughs> do you think she can? Do you think she can like ever recover? As in, walk down the streets without people stoning her? Not stoning her, but I mean, Singaporeans wouldn't do that, right? But the looks will never. Do you think she has to go look. to Australia? Maybe to seek I think she political just needs refuge. A really good makeover, so right. she doesn't so, look like Raisa anymore. <laughs> so I like do that. plastic surgery. So so I I personally wouldn't be. I would I would go away for a while if it were me. I would. I mean, like I was just thinking about once COVID is over and we take off our masks and having her having to walk around Singapore. You know, like I, I, I can really imagine people just starting to yell at her in the streets. Yeah, or people just going, going up to her and say, "Yeah, I'm very you disappointed." You are such a disappointment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I might be one of those people, to be honest. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I uh, here at the Long Gang, we don't condone harassment or anything. <laughs> Thank you for the disclaimer. So I've always wondered, uh, what are the the mentorship and grooming of a potential minister look like. Do you have any insight into that? Because if there's one failure of Pritam Singh, right, Sylvia Lim, right, it's, it's that whole, you know, uh, grooming and mentoring her into the person that they want her to be, right? Yeah. In all other professions, there's always this aspect, right? Uh, lawyers have it, doctors have yeah. it, even us artists have it, you know, there are all these trials yeah, yeah, that yeah. you put your, your guys through. There are all these uh, 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 rites fire, of passage. Group groups of fire. And yeah, yeah. So what, yeah, what do they do? Did they not do it or did they... Did it just yeah, so I, I would say there are two things, right? One is the screening and then the other is the mentorship, right? I would say I wouldn't judge the Workers' Party by one or two failures in that screening process because this is a very dangerous standard that if you were to have it, then... I mean, that, Ivan Lim was exactly, also like... Exactly, Ivan Lim. And we had, we had a PAP minister before during Lee Kuan Yew's time, the housing minister who was caught up and he committed suicide as well. Mm. Is that... Is that... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So is that... 
a failure on Lee Kuan Yew's part? Nobody would say that, right? I mean, surely you cannot, and this is where I guess your point about individual accountability and responsibility comes into play, right? Now, having said that, so for sure, I wouldn't say that you can, but if 80% of the candidates end up to be liars and crooks, then, then maybe there's something there, right? So someone said to me, oh, this wouldn't have happened under Lao Tia Kiang, right? I said, it is true, but not in the way you mentioned. Because people like to drive a wedge between Lao and Pritam. And... I mean, not so many people would have joined WP University that, under Lao Tia And also don't forget, not exactly Pritam is not like Lao. Lao chose Tro- Yeah, Pritam, he groomed him. Right? Yeah, right? he groomed him. What I would say is probably Raisa wouldn't have been the profile of candidate selected under Lao. Right? Because Raisa is the first woke politician, right? Okay, uh, uh, then then I guess we we need to go into this. Is wokeness the downfall? I think youth is the downfall. or Not youth, okay? So, it's because uh, she is extremely young. So, that's that's a problem. Not, not a problem. That's a challenge. Sorry. She is limited in her vocabulary as well. <laughs> it's definitely the champagne activism, lah. You know, the, the kind of activism where you still, end of the day, go back to your daddy's mansion and then drink champagne with your... No, so, so that's a... I mean, she's she's Muslim. I assume she doesn't drink champagne. Well, well, I mean, not... <laughs> well, we, we I assume guess it's like the metaphor, the metaphor, yeah. So, Hypothetical. Oh, are you trying <laughs> to, like... Oh, religion. Like, are you trying so, to wound religious feelings? Tamasic Raisa. Tamasic oh. Yeah. So, so, I get what you're saying. I think maybe that is not about... Champagne activism also, I think it's the background. We we have to think that if you grew up like that and have you ever been, have you ever faced difficulties? Have you ever been told off in the way that our parents told, told us? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm assuming, I'm assuming that. Okay, so what were the jobs that she held before this and all of those? Because if you've had bosses before and your boss tells you substantiate, right? You would never say two days later, right? Oh, I don't know what that means, right? If you don't know, and right? you wouldn't you add Google on another it, paragraph. Yeah, you Google it or you approach your boss and ask, hey, what do you mean, right? <laughs> you would never just ignore it. Right? But do you think that was premeditated? She deliberately ignored it because she wanted to to use that particular I mean, I don't know. Statement. I don't know whether she would, even she would be that, that daft, right? To, to just ignore it. I don't think even she would know like in the heat of the moment, it's yeah. possible that yeah. she either she feels uh, the moral important. superiority or she yeah. didn't think about it that hard. We, it's impossible right. to know either and, way. And also maybe partly in this uh, woke generation also, right? Sometimes for them, truth is not as important as feelings. Truth is not as important as the... So you can tell a, a small lie to get to the bigger point. Like even after that, people were saying, oh, uh, the PEP is missing the point. The point is about not about who said what in parliament. It's about that's it. Well, you can have two points at the same time, right? Yep. Lying in parliament is not exactly a small thing, you know. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's not a small thing. So you can discuss that sexual assault survivors, and you can also discuss lying in parliament. Well, right? Definitely so, can walk and chew gum exactly, at the same time. Yeah. Exactly. So I think they were creating this false dichotomy, right? A lot of the defenders of uh, Raisa's lie. But do you think there is fallout? Uh, also because of Raizan. Uh, fallout meaning like she was lauded as like, hey, you know, she's young, she is woke. Like you know, like she's myself, like, yeah. yeah, she's from the minority, <laughs> she's female. And then like, does it, do you feel like it? she's undermined the whole Okay, so thing? I don't think she'll, she'll, she has undermined the, the minority part because we have GRCs. 
I don't think she has undermined the woman part because all the parties will try to show that, oh, we are pro-women and all of that, right? Because this is the easiest way to get the, you know, hashtag Yas Queen people on, right? Oh. It doesn't matter what people's <laughs> ideas are. You just put somebody... Yes, queen. Like, you have 10 people, right? All look different, blah, blah, blah. But all of them think the same. There's not diversity. To me. Anyway, I came from a so, poor family. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I Everybody is suddenly next to riches, right? So that there. one, I don't think she has undermined. Where she has undermined is these two... Two groups. One is young people. I think parties definitely will be wary of getting in young candidates. The other is the activist types. I think parties will be very wary of taking in the activist types from now on. But I mean, like the PAP generally are not very. Yeah, they will get the, the unwary. Carry tans. Yeah, yeah, the carry tons <laughs> will be like. But Louis Ng, I mean, to be fair, is he's slightly different. Yeah, I have slightly different from from the others. Even yeah, though, yeah. like a lot of activists, like hey, his balls, his guts. Like, I, I still have some respect for him. But Kerry Tan, oh my god. Even some people in the PAP <laughs> don't like Louis Ng. Oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah. That's true. And yeah. I think you can see why. And I mean, and I actually like that a lot about Louis Ng. Like, he's really not afraid. And to... he's one of the only, he's the only PAP MP to come onto your show, right? Yes. Only sitting PAP MP, correct. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's why Yaakob I like him. Ibrahim was... He was, he was retired. Yeah, retired yeah, 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 yeah. So Yeah, so I have... Props to him for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Props to him. The guy's got brass balls at least. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And he actually does things. I think he was the the MP who felt the most uh, correct motions questions, or yeah. questions or whatever, right? Remember, he held the sign and then people like giving him shit. <laughs> hey, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, dude, I freaking love his videos. Yeah, like all the videos that he uploads, there, and then he paints himself green. Yeah, it's, and, like, it's very performative, f- you know. I so love it though. It's, so it's performative, but politics is per- yeah. performative, right? It's meant to be performative. Yeah. At least he's doing something and he's earning the money (laughs) properly. Question. Do you think that Raiza is going to be the downfall is the downfall of the WP? Do you do you think think the the COP has like done any damage to WP at all? So done some damage for sure, but we don't know the extent of the damage and whether it will turn. So Raisa part one during GE twenty twenty, I call it Raisa Part One where They dig, dug up the tweets and all of that, right? And it was potentially damaging to the WP, but it ended up uh, helping them. So we don't know how this will end up in terms of their electoral fortunes. But I would say the WP is unlike the PSP. The PSP relies on a person. The WP can survive Pritam, right? Pritam's departure or whatever it is. Would the WP be hurt by Pritam's departure? Of course. I mean, this is, you have the most steady opposition politician he in the world. He has the aura of he a leader. He has the aura, he has the height. Yeah. I mean, the f- looks. No, you may laugh, you may laugh, but you know, tradi- as in, it's in social science literature, taller candidates tend to get. So okay, if you look at contested, Lee Sinong, you would. Lee Sinong you would, is pretty tall, right? He's no, like, it's true. He's like one eight something. Go Chok Tong, man. He's like one nine something, right? And then during DPM Hing, when he was the anointed one, people were saying he's too short to be PM, right? So, (laughs) no, it doesn't matter rationally. But optics-wise, it matters. So, taller candidates tend to win. Good-looking candidates tend to win more. So, so even though you're tall, I doubt you'll go far in. (laughs) (laughs) Shots fired! Sorry, sorry. I'm just trying to get into the long kanki taste. I won't go far, but I'll go tall. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Pritam is very good. Looking, we need to have you on here again. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but also, he is very charismatic and also, it will hurt the WP. But who's in line to take over? 
Leon Pereira, Leon Pereira. not too bad yeah. as well. Uh, I think he's a bit too quiet. He's, a bit he's too my favourite MP. Yeah. For sure. So, and then you have Gerald as well, who's not too bad. They are not at Pritam's level, but mm. who would have thought that Pritam would reach this level also, right? In the past. Right? You know what? They just need... If, like, if the worst happens and Pritam and, you know, Faisal, Faisal gets kicked out, they do a by-election, put in Nicosia, Nicosia will go in, then, right. you know, like, Nicosia will turn out to be the first female, like, PM in Singapore. Oh, wow. That's my fantasy. You fucker, you stole it. Then you even it's say, like, wait, you even say it's not going to fucking happen. Then yeah, like, I'm saying that it's not going to... Continue your wet dream, John. Yeah, but I'm just saying. I'm just she's saying. Like, she's like the friend that you tell a joke, then nobody hears, then she repeats the joke. And everybody laughs. Fuck you. And Dude, you. but like, I'm just saying. I have the receipts, okay? Dude, I said that... These two guys have seen yeah, it, fine. okay? I said that, then you said that's your wet dream and I said continue dreaming, but that could happen. But I'm just saying that like... But I would say that like in terms of uh, optics, right? Like, there's nobody like Pritam Oh, for the sure. WB I mean, it would definitely la. hurt. Even James Lim like is nah, not a leadership I mean, I don't think James is at the same level know, as Pritam. Yeah. And also but James he enjoys a lot of like cockles, I mean, love <laughs> from the public, right? I mean, the public loves him. No, but I would say public loves Pritam more. I, 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 I definitely think that. I think Pritam can connect to different strata of society, right? Whereas J Muslim is a very a select group of people. And yeah. I would say that Pritam is um quite like a signifier because he is not Chinese, right? right, right and like right. the fact that Lao Tekang passed the baton yeah. to the most Indian Chinese person. MP. Yeah, exactly. And people were saying his his entire credibility is built on the Chinese base. Exactly. And, and then he, he passes Pritam, yeah. So yeah. I think that is like a giant like yeah, yeah, it is, signal it is, yeah. to to us about what where the WP is going. Right, right, yeah. So I think the departure of Pritam if that happens and touch wood, I hope it doesn't, hmm. uh, would, would I think be quite a, a blower. Yeah, I think it's definitely something that WP can do without. Uh, but to say the death of WP, I don't think so. I think they have enough in mm. the tank to continue surviving. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Alright, are we, are we going to go on to other topics? Do we want to talk about the... Opai. <laughs> <laughs> please, please. Yeah, our favourite Opai. You know what's Opai? No. Opa yes, means boobs in big, Japanese. Big boobs in Japanese. Yeah, like humongous, <laughs> humongous titties. Yeah, I think I'll take my leave first. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we roll in the long gun. <laughs> so yeah, our favorite Opai has uh, has raised $90,000 in less than a week and she will convert it to crypto. <laughs> I think that's like the, the best part about it, right, is the conversion to crypto and how she also did a bait and switch no, but like she... Okay, so who we're talking about in it case is. you... Context, context, context. Context, okay, context. So, the uh, Opai is uh, Iris Ko, yeah. who is the founder of like Healing the Divide. Healing the Divide, yeah. So she was aiming to get 100k in donations uh, for her legal fees, right? Because supposedly she's going for a court her hearing. Supposedly, the legal fees was for the... The trouble she got into with regards to... What is it? Uh, with the doctor one, right? Yeah, like yeah. so they did some scam of like yeah, they did some scam and whatever yeah. like vaccine certification or some shit uh, like right, that. Yeah, that yeah. One, yeah, 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 yeah. So that was the money was supposed to be raised for her legal defense in that case, but then since then, right? Once she got the ninety six thousand dollars, ninety six hundred thousand. Ninety six thousand. Ninety six thousand. Okay, yeah. Oh, ninety six hundred thousand. <laughs> oh my gosh, she's like a freaking billionaire. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, Angie. <laughs> I cannot math. Okay, like everybody knows this. 
Okay, uh, so ni- after she got the $96,000, then after she started having grand dreams of suing Ong Ye Kung as well, apparently, and then uh, suing all sorts of people. <laughs> she also yeah. made a police report, right? Like, uh, about like the police I can't taking... find the, I can't find that video. You, I know you linked the video and you belong in the private group, but for the life of me, right, I can't find that video where she made the police report. Damn, okay, yeah. fine. So yes, what, <laughs> what do we think about this lovely, lovely lady raising so much money in less than a week? They've uh, achieved what they wanted. They wanted a large sum of money so they can get a crypto. And everyone <laughs> who uh, donated to them, you know, yeah. crypto now, the price is damn low. It's a good time to buy, you know. Exactly, it's a good time buy to the, buy, man. Buying the dip, you know. This yeah. segment is... I, I really think that's fucking the brilliant. plan all along. The calculation uh, is fucking... Well, I so think you I'm, mean like she actually wanted to get herself into trouble like during this period where no, no, like, crypto no. is dipping? This is... They're riding on the wave. So there are grifters, right? So mm. they are oppo- they are, the, they are riding on any opportunity to turn it into a profitability. Uh, it's uh, her and her husband. Uh, and... I think they've done it. I, I really think that was a really, really good opportunity for them to squeeze into crypto with such a large injection of money. And all the people who donated to them, look, amongst all the DBS scams and whatnot, right? I think this is one of the big ones that you guys fell for. I'm sorry. Actually, the, if, it would be good, right? If she launched her own coin. Like, <laughs> Opai coin? Opai coin, yeah. She, lost her, she launched her own Opai coin. Then please buy into Opai. Uh, Opai coin at uh, 0.01 cent then it raises the price right so, so she does a pump and dump is, is it confirmed though that she, she used the money to buy crypto because I saw the message you guys linked but it appears to be a screenshot of someone else saying that not, not necessarily Iris or her husband saying that not confirmed yet lah, but we don't substantiate here in the long yeah. so it doesn't matter <laughs> it's, yeah, what does that mean substantiate I don't know like, <laughs> like nobody knows apparently nobody knows, yeah. Yeah, we need to ask Pritam I think he's the only person who knows what substantiate means <laughs> But question, right, like, about it. Like, do you think finding people who get into trouble is going to be a good way to get them into trouble now? Because, like, with crowdfunding, right, like, most of all the people who get into trouble, like Liang Zhehian, Terry Xu, they managed to, like, right. and not I think, become I think bankrupt. Those things, those things, right, uh, thus hurt... I mean, it, it, it does hurt uh, the credibility of people who are suing them, but also it gives them a sense of where public support is at. If you guys remember the AHTC, right? Within three days, right? They got they the said, money. Hey, yeah. we, we got too much already. Stop donating. Right? Mm. And that's a signal, you know, to the government that if people are, people are donating in those amounts. So I think for sure that will still be used because once you start using an institution, it's very difficult to, to reel it back in. I think it will continue to be used. But I think... Uh, is good for us when we want to look at where public sentiment is at. Now, the fact that uh, she raised, what, 96,000, is it? <laughs> <laughs> you know, put in as many zeros as you want, like facts don't matter here. 96,000, right, also tells us that who these anti-vaxxers are, I mean, a lot of them are not are not uneducated people. They're not they people are, without money. Though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They are quite rich and... In fact, I know quite a lot of people like, who are like architects who are anti-vax. Oh, really? Yeah. For this, for this vax? Uh, or for all vax, vax in general? Okay. Yeah. Right, yeah. So, I mean, it, it's a good gauge. I mean, there's, there's part of this culture war as well, right? So, a lot of them are from the right. I mean, and this group in is a Christian conservative, right? Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, so in particular. Oh, so they say, lah. So they, so they, so they say, say, so yeah. they say. I mean, we also don't. don't it might know. be a conspiracy to bring the Christian conservatives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Down. I, I mean, don't know. I mean, most Singaporeans are vexed anyway. So most Singaporean Christian conservatives are vexed also, right? So we don't know that. This. Maybe <laughs> they all have like fake, fake vaccinations. I don't think Jesus ever said anything about mRNAs, <laughs> lah. So thou shall so, not yeah. receive mRNAs. So <laughs> no, but because in the in the West, in America, it's become a left-right issue. Mask versus anti-masking, and therefore it's related to the right tend to be the Christians, right? And therefore it's not related to religion per se, but it's related to the culture war, and that culture war has spilled into here as well. Uh, and that's why you know when Joe Rogan said he took ivermectin, and then the left was going all crazy. <laughs> he all took crazy. Let's ban ivermectin. Was the woman CNN said that. was insane. <laughs> So when Joe Rogan drinks water, oh, he's taking a drink that's used to sustain cows, you know. <laughs> it's not stupid, uh, like yeah. honestly. One of the weird things that have I've seen, right, was uh, I think it was Kelvin Chen who who said something <laughs> like, "Oh, you know, because all these guys are getting crowdfunded, right? So when the when the fine or when the punishment is meted out by the by the judge, then they should take into account the crowdfunding that they have received and." They should up the, up the up the punishment or the fine. And to me, I'm just like, what the fuck are you smoking? First of all, it's like at any point in time, you could be on the receiving end of said lawsuit, and on at and those given times, you could be the one asking for crowdfunding, yeah. right? Because you know either it's too big or even if and it feels bad to spend your own money, right? So even if you're like asset rich or whatever, like it, the situation can be reversed onto you, you no know, yeah. bro. It's like like. Are you see? Are you sure this is the society that you want to live in? It's yeah. like so bizarre. Well, he's confident that he won't be at the receiving end of. He's shielded by his like massive ego, yeah. you know. I mean, you would you would say that if you are not likely to to be on the receiving end, right? So, yep. Yeah. So yeah, just like all those guys that hang out with Stalin and whatever lah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the thing, right? That's the thing. When you say like people forget that power. Basis shift all the time, right? Yeah. Today you are in favor. Tomorrow you may not be in favor. The last guy to clap, right? The famous situation. With, right. I think it was Stalin. Is just like he's just looking at the crowd. Who is the last guy? <laughs> right, right, no, who's the first guy to stop clapping? Right, right. He's dead. Right, right, right. That guy, he's gone. He didn't clap loud enough. <laughs> okay, I think we've gone on for quite a while. Uh, then Wong, magical moment for us, bro, sir. So magical moments are these crazy hypotheticals that we come up with now and then. Okay, so you just you just now and roll, then. roll with it. Okay, now and then. Okay, roll with it. <laughs> sure. Okay, so imagine uh, all of you, right? Uh, right now, you know, about to go to bed. It is a quiet night. You have done your work for the day. You tuck your son into bed, and then suddenly there is a blinding flash as a time portal opens up in the middle of your room, and who steps out? But the time police and then they grab you by the cuff of your your shirt and they drag you into the time portal and say you are the chosen one you <laughs> must save the timeline the space-time continuum by going back into uh, 1965 and playing a prank on Lee Kuan Yew while he's in parliament about the about the about the destruction of the merger you must go and play a prank on him any prank something something that's stupid silly and you must get all the MPs to laugh at him if you do that then you will save the space-time continuum and the universe can proceed as planned. If you do not do that, that's the end of the entire universe. You, your wife, your family, your son, everybody destroyed. You must sneak into parliament and you must play a prank on him. The question is, what prank do you play on Lee Kuan Yew? Whoopee cushion, whoopee cushion. <laughs> I- Jamie, I was thinking that. <laughs> <laughs> Jump in person. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh. 
<laughs> so you've been watching too much Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> I actually would take issue with that question. Oh. I don't think there is any prank you can play that will make PAP MPs laugh at Lee Kuan Yew. Oh. I think <laughs> have you seen have you seen the the entourage surrounding MPs, right? If you if you are just around them, you know the MP will stand in the middle and the MP says something that is not even funny. Everybody <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, so are you funny. Serious? Are you serious? Yeah. You're the fucking funniest yes. person ever. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It happens happens because yeah. I was a I was a PA youth member and that's what I witnessed. Every time you go to yeah. the CC and then the MP says something stupid and everyone says, no, oh, <laughs> yeah. it's funny, it's funny. Psychophants. <laughs> and, and you know it's not funny at all yeah. but they have to laugh. Nobody, all of us did that joke, right? We have to earn our laughs, you know, so... <laughs> They don't have to. No, Wally, that, that means, right, power. you're not thinking hard enough about the prank. Okay? You need to find something that will No, make, I really believe so. I really will make, believe. That will make the PA the, bosses laugh. Okay? <laughs> the nature of power is... No, when they leave the room, probably they can, but okay. they're not going to laugh in the presence of this man. And I don't I, know, man. I, I think the whoopee cushion, they're just going to... No. <laughs> no, I am convinced, right, one of the pro- biggest problems for the PAP, right, is that they are shielded from actual feedback from the ground. Partly because their grassroots also form the buffer against that, right? So that's why now I already learned my lesson, right? So when the... Before the MP comes, the PAP MP comes, then the entourage will come and ask, right? Oh, what issues you have, right? So I'll just say, oh, no, 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 no issues. I just uh, just want to thank the MP. <laughs> oh. And then he comes and then you just whack them with all the questions. Uh, before that, I'll say, no, 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 no issues. Uh, this is the best neighborhood in the world. I cannot imagine. I fucking there. love this place, man. <laughs> but to I'm be fair, to to be fair our MP is pretty okay. Right. Oh, we are not supposed to say where you live or... No, no, no. <laughs> I, I'm just like, I'm just stunned that you said he's, that Bayam King is pretty alright. You don't think he's pretty okay? He's no. taking all shenanigans okay. aside. He's, I, I, he's pretty okay, right? Is he oh, really? Pretty okay, not pretty. <laughs> he... Okay, he's not the worst. Yeah, he's not the worst. And he just recovered from cancer, so I, yeah. sh- I guess I should so, be a bit nicer. Yeah, okay, yeah, I've, yeah. Got, I've got gay friends who will say Biam King is just pretty. I don't know about okay, but... Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, he's very good looking yeah, for sure. He is, he is. He's very good looking. Yeah. He's very vain. That's he's 50, sure. you know. Fi- uh, Are the... you serious? Wow. Yeah, to look like that at 50. Wow, okay. If all I right, look like right. that at 50, I'll be shirtless all the time. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay, NG. What about you? Oh, I was just like so, so astounded by his like injection of reality into a hypothetical <laughs> that I'm like stunned. I'm like, now is there anything that I can do to like decon you? Uh, I think I will just do something like, I will I'll release a pig into parliament. Okay. Like because it's like uh, 1965 and we are still in kampongs, so like pigs are still quite yeah. common. So what I'll do is that I'll train this pig, and then the pig will run straight to Lee Kuan Yew, and then like shit at his shoes. <laughs> <laughs> and then people wouldn't be laughing at Lee Kuan Yew, but they right. will be laughing at a pig. Right. 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 <laughs> like how dare idea. you, pig? Yeah. Because right. you're injecting sort this sort of like wholesome kind, like yeah, yeah, it's more wholesome it's like, kind of prank, and nobody right. will get their heads chopped off if right, they laugh right, at Lee right. Kuan. Then right. what will happen is that like some <laughs> some you won't get your head chopped. <laughs> you do you don't know that it's 1965, <laughs> all right? There's no internet to help you. 
Okay, but anyway, what yeah. will happen is that like some enterprising MP who wants to like save Lee Kuan Yew will go up, run to the pig and try to catch the pig, right? And then he will fail because pigs are like very slippery strong. Creatures, yeah, right? slippery creatures. Yeah. So he will like chase the pig all over parliament and then everybody will start laughing. Right, right, right. Have, uh, did, that's, that's you guys watch Black Mirror? Uh, some episode. The first, <laughs> some episode. first one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, oh. The pick, the one, that yeah. would be a prank. Right. That would be some prank. <laughs> What's that? Like somebody give me context. So, oh, you didn't I watch it? I didn't watch it. So some prankster kidnapped uh, somebody from the royal family and then the condition that he was going to release that person was that the prime minister has sex with a pig. On national television. On national television. <laughs> Until right. he ejaculates, right? Or something yeah. like oh, that. Man. So, or right. else you will brutally murder the princess or yeah. something like that. But he uh, let go uh, he let the princess go before the Prime Minister did. But the Prime Minister did it in public and then his wife never talked to him again. I don't think anything could compel Lee Kuan Yew to have sex with a pig. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like even yeah, if yeah, yeah, the yeah, universe true, is true. being destructed, like I don't think he will No, I don't think a... I could. Anything could compel me. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry. Uh, I don't. I don't remember if uh, LKY actually wiped his tears with a hanky, but you know, I would like put ink in the hanky, <laughs> so I wipe his tears, and uh, you know, and then he would have like marks on his face. Oh my god, Jerry, <laughs> brilliant! TV. Yeah, so <laughs> that's, that'll be my prank. That's fucking brilliant. Hey, okay, okay. You guys are quite creative. I'll give you all that. <laughs> What's yours, Dan Wong? Okay, so I was taking inspiration from this uh, this comic where uh, the Joker. The Batman Joker, he he releases this chemical that makes people laugh. So I would release it, but only for Lee Kuan Yew. So Lee Kuan Yew will laugh. You've got like, <clears throat> and then all the parliamentarians who don't know what's going on, they will just laugh <laughs> because they're good thing. It's yeah. basically what Wally yeah, said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no choice but to laugh. laugh right? <laughs> well done, sir. Play play into play into their strengths. <laughs> oh man. Okay. That's a but you know this is also very depressing. Why? Because of how like psychopathic, yeah, the, they the group are. thing, and you know, it's the nature of uh, power as well. You wanna be surrounded with power, and that's why for a lot of these people, right, they really have, they really don't know who their friends are until they retire. Now they are people surround them for their position, yeah. So they don't really have friends now. Oh, let me play my tiny violin for them. Oh, so sad. All that money, all no, that no. power. Yeah, yeah. No I'm not friends. saying that we should feel sorry for them. I don't. I rarely ever feel that we should feel sorry for politicians. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, my fi- my sympathy is finite, right? <laughs> so mm-hmm. I have to use yeah, better it on people, people to like sympathize with. <laughs> Who need it, right? I'm but sy- I'm just saying, it's a reality. Definitely here. sympathetic towards humans only. Yeah. <laughs> all right and that's for the end of today's show thank you very much Wally no for joining my us pleasure do you really want to thank it. you so much for coming on do you want to plug your stuff pimp yourself <laughs> so Te Tarik with Wally on Instagram also available on YouTube and Spotify all right go and check out those episodes don't forget NG was on one of those episodes as well so one of my favorite yeah. episodes oh out, thank you check out that episode can you substantiate that <laughs> And yep, please uh, like, share, comment, subscribe. Join our Discord. You can find an invite to our Discord via uh, Facebook or Instagram. Buy our merch. Our stickers. Merch, our stickers. We already have sold a couple of them. So give us your money. Give us your money. Support the support the podcast. We are deep, deep, deep in the hole. <laughs> oh, are you? We yes, are, really? We are so deep. Because in the long gang, you know. Yeah. Very deep. <laughs> we have uh, our oh, head wow. is our head is popping out of Australia already. <laughs> 
We're down under. We are really down under. Might. And yeah, just uh, like all our social media, find us. And we shall see you next time. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.